Welcome to Operations Avenue, an Alpha Kappa Psi podcast. This week for National Hazing Prevention Week, we're going to be talking about positive brotherhood. This is Amber Hambach, the CERC for Areas 1 and 2. Coral Peterson, the CERC for Areas 3 and 4. And Alec Morand, I'm the Associate Director of Student Services. Okay, so just to start off, um, a recap. I know we had a podcast before about National Hazing Prevention Week, um, but just to remind everyone, uh, National Hazing Prevention Week is an opportunity for campuses, schools, communities, organizations, and individuals to come together and talk about hazing in their communities, raise awareness about the problem of hazing, educate others about hazing, and promote the prevention of hazing. Hazingprevention.org is the sponsor and organizer of National Hazing Prevention Week, which is held the last full week of September each year, and that is from hazingprevention.org. On the site, you can also find a lot of resources for hazing specifically, as well as you can take their um, not their pledge um, to fight against hazing, as well as resources that if you need to present something to your members or um, hosting events, even if it is virtually um, for national hazing to ensure that your chapter is um, a supporter and is known on campus for that also. In addition to that, um, there's also resources on Holmes Murphy, our insurance provider's website. Um, They have a lot of great resources. You just search Holmes Murphy Fraternity Resources and you'll be able to find resources for everything, um, for events, for um, houses, if you do have a house for the few chapters that do, as well as any additional resources that may help answer questions on um, what the chapter's liability is. So just to jump in, I think one of the main points of National Hazing Prevention Week um, just has to do with the health and safety of members. Um, You know, in regards to risk reduction, that's kind of the main point and the main priority. So I think what we want to focus on today, um, we don't just want to talk about hazing or specific policies that AKSI has, because I know everybody gets a little bit um, bored or, um, you know, that can be discouraging just talking about policy all day. We want to really focus today on talking about why it's important um, and that your, your why for having risk reduction is to ensure the safety and health of your members, not just because you shouldn't be doing something or because it's not following policy. Um, just keeping that in mind, it will also help for any like gray areas that you may run into as a chapter um, when you consider risk reduction is what's best for the health and safety of your members rather than trying to look and see if we have a specific policy on it. Um, just keeping that in the back of your head so it's easier for you to sort of navigate those situations. Um, just for something short that you can think about, is this what's best for my members? That's, I think, what we want to focus on today and what you'll hear today, a lot of us going back to health and safety, health and safety, rather than this specific policy. This also includes mental and emotional health of members, um, not just physical things. Um, So in terms of what you guys do as chapters, this includes like no late night events or things that last all day. Uh, I know that, you know, for like the bridge program and any other events are kind of curfew and 
I guess, hours of operation that we want you guys to do things is between 8 a.m. and 11 p.m. Um, so that just prevents, you know, forcing people to get up at like five in the morning, forcing people to stay up to like five in the morning, you know, um, I think just having a certain amount of hours that we should be doing events kind of just helps, again, prioritize the mental health of our members, not to have them be like physically exhausted um, and stressed by other things that they should be doing in their lives. So another thing that I think goes along with this is making sure that your pledge program is adjusted accordingly um, to the members that you have and again, like the policies. Um, one thing with this, especially since currently we're kind of in a different virtual environment, uh, there's more opportunity that you guys have that you can be able to adjust your pledge program since people aren't meeting in person anyway, there's other things you can do like recording meetings, you know, having notes sent out. Um, you should just make sure that you're making an effort to adjust to everyone's circumstances. Some people might be in different time zones. Some people might be going through, you know, other family hardships, just kind of surrounding the pandemic going on and being virtual. Uh, and then you guys, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me or Coral as the CERCs um, if you want any more ideas or suggestions for that. And last season, we did talk about partnering with or other organizations on campus. This is a really good opportunity when you want to do anything for hazing or with your Title IX office. The average college student obviously isn't an expert in these areas, and it's a good way for you to form a relationship on campus with the Title IX office. They can be a great resource for if you run into any issues in your chapter. So if you already have that bond with them, they're definitely a good place to partner with if you want to host any events to educate your members or to educate the campus in general. And then another good resource is the University Counseling Office. Um, especially starting off the semester it might be a really good idea for like a virtual event right now to kick it off with making sure everybody's in the right kind of headspace going into the semester. Both those offices are great. I think it's also an opportunity that it's not just, yes, you can go see them in person and encourage your members to go do that too, but it's also a, they might have just written resources that you guys can use that um, you don't have to do yourself. It would also help if you need advice with dealing with situations within your chapter to go to the experts because um, they will be the ones to answer those questions and to deal with any outside circumstances that your chapter may um, get drawn into. So that was working with outside agencies, partnering with other orgs. What you can also do is using your compliance committee, a group of your own members, to review events and approve different things for the scavenger hunts and um, if you're doing like an overnight retreat, both of those need approval forms. So that would be the best group to delegate those out to. Um, and in terms of reviewing events, your compliance committee should just be looking at first, health and safety of your members. Is everybody, is all of the right precautions um, being taken for your events to make sure that everybody's gonna be there to have fun rather than worrying about um, your health and safety on the day of, as well as does it follow um, all policy, including ours, laws, um, 
local, state, federal, um, just to make sure that your chapter is also covered for those. This, this group of people can be something that's not a standing committee. It could be a group of members, and it should be a group of members who are of various classes um, in terms of sophomore, junior, seniors, um, as well as um, have different areas of uh, study so that you get um, the most diverse group to look at these events. The other part is the new code of conduct. Um, the code of conduct is AK size positions where uh, it's our general sort of thoughts on where we're going with our policies and how our policy is made. So I will just read the first sort of summary to give you an idea of what you can find in this document. AK size positions are to unite members and declare we will abide by the fraternity's expectations to do what is best for our members' dignity, health, safety, and well-being. Personal responsibility and accountability are expected norms for all AKSI chapters and members. So I think that sums it up a bit of what we're talking about today as well as what you can find in that document is really it's everybody's responsibility to care about the health and safety of our members, not just if you're a chapter officer and you're listening to this. It's not just your job. It's everybody in your chapters. It's important to realize that, you know, although the policies are there to follow, understanding why they exist um, for your specific membership is kind of the priority there. So obviously the policies that exist that we have and that like nationalhazingprevention.org has, um, they're there to prioritize the safety of your members, but each member is different. So... For example, if you live somewhere or go to school somewhere, you know, by a lake or an ocean and you have an event that is on the beach or on a lake, there might be some people who are really uncomfortable in water or can't swim or, you know, know someone that has drowned or almost drowned and it's kind of a triggering event for them. So, you know, being at the beach is not something that we lay out as a policy that you're not allowed to do but if you have a member or multiple members that don't feel comfortable doing that that's something to kind of keep in mind and take into consideration so that you're not forcing someone to do something that makes them uncomfortable in that way um, I know like Coral used to work at Cedar Point and that's close to where she went to school so I think that's another example like if you know, they wanted to take like a pledge class trip to Cedar Point or like a chapter trip. No one should be forced to go and like ride or roller coasters. If, yeah, if that's something that they don't want to do. Um, so I think that's just kind of an example of, yes, the policies, the policies exist for a reason, but there are other considerations to take based on each individual's need and each chapter's need. And going off of that, we have spoken about this a little bit when we talked about recruitment in the past, but like when you're speaking to a pledge, something might make them uncomfortable that you don't expect. Um, and definitely with all the like civil rights movements and everything recently, just keep in mind that if they're offended by it, then you need to change the course that you're using for that. Um, just because it's not lined anything in our guidelines doesn't mean that it's okay for you to go forward with just because we haven't said no. 
So just keep in mind just to do what's best for your members and pledges. Just because we don't say that you can't do it doesn't mean that you should take every loophole in that way. You know, you should also be cognizant of the health and safety and the mental health of your current members too. So if even though we don't have as many, you have to do this, you shouldn't do this, um, that we do in the pledge process for just a normal chapter operations, keep in mind that you need to still be continuing sort of that insight and um, being conscious of everybody's feelings, um, no matter where they are in the chapter, if they've been in the chapter for a while they may not have told you during the pledge process that it made them uncomfortable and it could be two years after and you're like why didn't you tell me this before but I mean it's everybody progresses at their own speed everybody sort of opens up at their own speed and that is okay to do so just keep in mind there are resources out there and you guys don't have to be counselors for your chapters you do have resources um, on campus that are better equipped to do that as well as solving some very personal issues on campus your title IX office and your counseling office are much more equipped to do that than you as your chapter are so don't take that on as your chapter's responsibility as much as encouraging your members to go to those resources who can make um, substantial changes for that person and there are a lot of resources out there about risk, but obviously things change semester by semester, year to year on which different things we run into. So this semester we did create new resources for sexual assault and harassment. If your chapter runs into any issues that you find you don't have a resource for, or you don't know where to find it, please reach out to us so that we can work on creating one if it isn't created yet or giving you the information that you need to find those and work through whatever situation you have in your chapter. Thanks for listening to this episode of Operations Avenue. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to reach out to cerc at aksi.org. And if you want to listen to other episodes of the podcast, you can visit aksi.org slash operations dash avenue dash podcast. Thanks. And we'll talk to you next time.